Young Money goes back to back at the front row challenge chain. Clanton bags more XR cash. Chris Ferguson has been DQ'd. Plus thoughts on why I just love the sprint car work area. Let's go. It's Tuesday, August 9th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. The Knoxville Nationals festivities continued last night with Terry and Lori McCarl's Front Row Challenge at the Southern Iowa Speedway, otherwise known as Oskaloosa or Oski. They ended up with 3410 sprint cars for the program with a lot of big names showing up to support the McCarl's event. Carson Macedo was the only full-time outlaw driver in attendance, and I got asked on Twitter about his eligibility to, ra- uh, to race the event. Remember with the Outlaws, the full-time teams, they're not completely barred from racing elsewhere. They just must ask for and receive approval from the series before they venture out elsewhere. Normally for this event also, they would do a king of the hill to set the first four rows, but because of the tire shortages this year, they made a slight alteration. So instead of the king of the hill, they did foot races on the front stretch, two heats with the top two in each advancing to the finale. The final round ended up being Carson Macedo, Anthony Magri, Brian Brown, who actually fell at the finish in his first heat, uh, and then J.J. Hickel. Macedo ended up taking the win in the final heat and grabbing the pole for the feature. I know they said that, ac- that the actual races will come back next year, but I didn't hate the foot races. It was an entertaining 10 minutes or so with Wade Onger on the mic, and the guys seemed to have a lot of fun with it. Uh, you, you know, you had Brownie falling, you had Macedo huffing and puffing. Uh, I think it was a pretty uh, fun deal at the end of the day. Uh, in the night's main event, Macedo was quickly to the lead at the start, but near halfway, we had a great battle for second between Larson and Macri. The two battled for several laps with traffic in play and some nice moves and slide jobs thrown in. Uh, eventually, Larson prevailed and was after Macedo for the lead. Surprisingly, the battle between the 57 and the 39 didn't allow the JJR 41 to get away like you often see with these. We had a brief battle then for the top spot with 10 to go, but Larson was just better than Macedo. Young Money pulled away late to earn his second straight front row challenge win and third total victory in the event. Larson joins Darren Pittman and Sammy Swindell as the only drivers to win the race three times. Macedo and Macri joined him on the podium with the race going completely caution free and only the top 10 runners uh, were on the lead lap at the end of the race. So now things on the sprint car side uh, are quiet today around the area with Wednesday being the first prelim night for the Nationals. If you are around Knoxville and still want to check out some racing today, English Creek Speedway has outlaw carts tonight. It's only about 15 minutes away from the big track. You can also catch that action live over on the cushion if you cannot be there. Uh, If you want even more sprint car content this week, I have a couple of suggestions. First, Toby Bell Bowen, who runs the Sprint Car Hub YouTube channel, has... uh, come to the U.S. from Australia and has been putting out videos all week long. He was at Peevely both nights. He was at the Cappy on Sunday uh, and Oski last night. He does GoPros on the cars, interviews with the drivers, all kinds of good behind-the-scenes stuff from these race nights. Uh, Go search for Sprint Car Hub on YouTube, or you can find it in the video section at DirtTracker.com and in the Featured Channels tab on the Dirt Tracker YouTube channel. Also, I co-hosted the Passing Points podcast this week with Michael Tyree. We talked a bunch of Sprint Car stuff. Uh, That includes the Knoxville Nationals, a preview. We did some win picks, all that kind of stuff uh, in there. Uh, So check that out where you get podcasts. The Passing Points uh, show is also one of the podcasts featured over at dirttracker.com slash podcasts as well. And just a side note, I recently had an email from a show watcher about uh, them recently discovering the uh, website. Uh, So if you are new around here and are aware, Dirt Tracker isn't just these daily shows on YouTube. You can also get them uh, and the conversations episodes uh, in, in podcast form at any of your favorite podcast places. That means Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, 
basically anywhere amazon music all you can find these shows in all of those places DirtTracker.com is home to a bunch of dirt racing stuff as well. You can get up-to-date news and headlines from around the sport, and that front page uh, updates itself uh, automatically every 15 minutes. So as news breaks and things are added throughout the day, you can find the latest headlines there, and you don't have to wait for me to update them. We're also over 1,250 races in the analytics database at DirtTracker.com. All the stats and info you can imagine around those results, driver pages, analytics, uh, and more available. A lot of stuff there for free. And then if you want even more, you can grab a premium subscription to Dirt Tracker Plus. Uh, there's also the streaming schedule there. We talk about that every day on the show. There's track listings, the videos page, podcasts, all kinds of stuff uh, to keep up with your favorite drivers and series. And if there's something uh, that you don't see there that you'd like added, just drop me a message or email. And we can certainly do that. The uh, DirtTracker.com website is kind of a, a constant work in progress. Anyway, Dirt Tracker. Uh, you can also follow it across all of the social media. You, uh, you can get it on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, t- uh, TikTok if you want even more dirt racing content. There's also two different sizes of decals for sale over at dirttracker.com. I'll hold one of them up here if you're watching. Um, and our first round of shirts should be in hand either today or, th- or not today, either tomorrow or Thursday. So keep an eye out for those details. I've got less than 150 shirts in this first run. So if you want one uh, in your size, make sure you move quickly once they go on sale. Uh, if you are a late model fan, hopefully you checked out the XR Super Series last night from Gondic Law. They hit 42 super late models on the property for $20,000 to win. A lot of those guys who ran Cedar Lake over the weekend with the Outlaws stuck around for this show. In the night's 40-lap feature, it was all Shane Clanton out front. He started on the pole and led all 40 laps en route to the win. It was his second XR win of 2022 to go along with that $40,000 score at Belleville back in June that he had. Brandon Overton and Chris Madden joined the Georgia Bulldog on the podium. And shout out to Hunter Fronts, Joseph Joyner. Very strong top five run for those guys as well. And we've talked a few times lately about Ashton Winger. We know he departed the GR Smith-owned car not long ago. He was at Fairbury, Cedar Lake over the weekend, and at Gondic Law last night in the Big Frog Motorsports number 58. We've seen Ross Bales in that car before, and most recently it was Mark Whitener behind the wheel. We'll see if Winger continues running for them going forward. The Superior Showcase 4XR continues tonight at Gondic Law, another 20,000 win super late model race. They've also got Wissota Midwest Mods, Pier Stocks, and Hornets on the card. If you can't get there, you can watch that one live over on XR+. One other late model bit for you today. Chris Ferguson was the winner over the weekend with the Ultimate Southeast Series at Virginia Motor Speedway, taking down $20,000. But as of this morning, Fergie has been stripped of the win because he uh, used a tire that didn't comply with series rules. Now, to be clear, this was not a tire alteration or doping instance, but instead, according to series director Kelly Carlton and the story over at Dirt on Dirt, Fergie used a version of the Hoosier D70 that wasn't legal for the event because it wasn't broadly available. Run-up Russell Irwin has now been awarded the $20,000 and the win. In a statement on his Facebook page, Ferguson says they spoke with Carlton in advance of the event to make sure the tire in question was legal, and they were supposedly told, uh, quote, you are good to race. The tire was also okayed at the track for the feature and checked again after the victory. Fergie's statement also says they, quote, have no intentions of supporting any events that Kelly Carlton is a part of due to his lack of integrity, unquote. Super strong words there from a very clearly upset Ferguson. Strange situation here. Tire shortages obviously created plenty of problems around the country here in the last year and a half or so. It's a shame to see a win taken away because a specific tire wasn't available more broadly. Uh, and, you know, Fergie said he used this tire because it was one they had in their inventory. So they were trying to help out by not buying something new. And instead, you end up with this really weird situation. So uh, not uh, not great there with Fergie in the Ultimate Southeast series. 
Before we close out today, I have a couple of thoughts on the work area that I wanted to throw your way. The work area at Sprint Car Races, and more specifically at World of Outlaws Races, has been a topic of conversation at various times this season. Sometimes it's been for good, sometimes it's been for bad. Uh, and I know that there are those out there who don't like the work area and what is allowed to happen there. And I'm obviously looking specifically at Jeremy Elliott, SprintCarLimited.com. The idea being that only small repairs like flat tires should be allowed to happen there and not full-on car rebuilds like we've seen at various points. I disagree, though. With Dirt Vision and the other streamers having roaming cameras in the infield, I think the work area has become fantastic entertainment and a great example of the human drama that unfolds on a nightly basis at dirt tracks. Watching crews descend on a car to swap out front ends and nose wings, top wings, fixed broken shocks, flat tires, whatever else is wrong, I think is really fun to watch. At the end of the day, we're all watching these races to be entertained by the fantastic feats of human beings strapped into high horsepower machines. And the work area is nothing but additive to that experience. It's also a way for the crew members on these teams, who are usually faceless and nameless, to get some TV time. And we've even seen stars emerge there. Like, think about Drew Brenner with Sheldon Hoddenshield in previous years. His long hair, big stature, and basically willingness to help out anyone made him super recognizable. So count me as a work area fan, and I for one hope they keep things the same moving forward. It's a show within the show that I really dig big time. There are three shows on the streaming schedule today. XR Plus has the night two of the XR Super Series from Gondic Law, like I mentioned. The Cushion has those outlaw cards from English Creek, and there is Flow 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Tuesday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily. Dirt Tracker Daily.